the next several weeks, we are gonna be talking about some real cultural ideas, some cultural things that we're gonna apply the word of God to. I believe that this Bible right here that you hold in your hand, if you got your Bibles real quick, let's just take them out and look at them for a second. Let's just hold them up, right? This thing right here, this 66 books written by men, inspired by the Holy Spirit, inspired by God, this thing right here, has the answers for everything that we're working through and everything we're dealing with right now in our life. Everything, amen? Come on now, I need you to talk back to me, right? Every single thing is written right here. And if we can just learn to dissect and get into the word of God and not just take it for face value, but look at it and really discover a revelation of what the word of God is saying, I believe that our lives and what's happening in our culture right now, we can not only, we can not only survive through it, we can actually thrive through it. I hear the stuff that's happening in the news. Come on, somebody, right? I hear the stuff that's going on. I hear the things that are happening. We all hear it. Right, we, we all hear that after the elections, gas is gonna go even higher than what it is right now. We all hear, right now my son Samuel in California is paying $7 a gallon for gas. He's driving the wrong vehicle. i say that much right now. A 2008 V8 Chevy or a Dodge Ram. $115 for three quarters tank of gas. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus is alive. Right? I hear this stuff about all the things that are going on, the inflation, the this, the elections, and all this junk. But you know what? Forget about all that stuff because greater is he that is in me and who is in this church than he that is in this world. I believe that we can make, not just make it, but we can have answers. We can have, we, we, we can have creative ideas and thoughts to see the kingdom of God advance in this hour and in this time. There's one thing to ask for the presence of God. It's one thing to ask to him for to fill the room, but it's another thing to get to step in with what he's doing. I don't know about you, but your Bible says that if you claim to live by the Spirit, to keep step with the Spirit. And what I fear is that we have a lot of Christians walking around all over this world just wanting to feel good, feel good, feel good, but forget that it's a daily walk with him. an old song. How did that thing go? Just one Jesus is my plea. Right? Daily let it be. All those older songs always had that hey. they're awesome. I love them all. <laughs> that was the party of the 50s and the 40s. Love it all. So the next few weeks, we're gonna be talking about how to be an influencer, that's today. We're gonna, next week, we're gonna talk about what ism are you, okay? Pastor Steve's gonna be preaching a great message on conservatism, communism, right? Liberalism, okay? What's the other one? Socialism, okay? Capitalism. These are not the droids you're looking for. Star Wars reference, Lance, just for you, buddy. The week after that, we're going to be talking about who should you vote for. Now, it's going to be not what you think it is, okay? 
I'm not gonna tell you who you should vote for, but we're gonna take the word of God. Like I said, the word of God has all the answers and we are going to look through of what a godly leader represents. We're gonna look at leadership in the Bible because it's in there, right? And then the last one, Pastor Mario is gonna be talking about what is justice. What does it mean to have justice? There's a lot of social justice, there's a lot of this justice, a lot of that justice. We're gonna talk about all these kinds of things, right? Because next month, something extremely important is gonna happen within our country, right? And let me just encourage you, despite what your, what your beliefs are, I'm just gonna say this, okay? You should get out and vote. No matter if we think it got stolen or if it didn't get stolen, no matter if this or that or whatever, it doesn't matter, none of that stuff matters, right? You do your due diligence and you go and make your voice heard. Okay, that's, oh, that's for a couple of weeks. All right, so let's talk about this today, how to be an influencer. Again, I believe the Bible has all the answers. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. Let's go there real quick in your Bible. Okay, it's in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. Okay, and we're gonna break this down just a little bit because we gotta come to a foundation that we actually believe about ourselves. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. And here's what it says. For the word of God is living and active. I'm reading out of the NASB. The word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of the soul and the spirits and the spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So let's just make sure that we're coming together here on this thing on, 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 on one foundation, okay? So God's spoken word, someone say spoken word. God's spoken word. God still speaks today. Come on, somebody. Right? Don't let anybody ever tell you. I don't care what religion it is. I don't care what denomination it is. I don't care what we all think. God's voice is for you today. It's for you today. The question is, are we hearing him? Are we listening to what he's doing? Are we paying attention to the signs that are being given to us in this moment and in this hour? Are we, are we physically looking to hear what he has to say? See, God's spoken word and his written word, okay, they're active. Someone say active. I got invited to partake in big boy active wear this last week. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I think it was a scam on Instagram. We think you'd be a great model. First of all, if someone says that I'll be a great model, there's a problem, right? <laughs> to use our clothes. Yeah, no, no, thank you, right? Active. What does that word active mean? That means it's doing something, right? When you're active, that means you're being, you're, you've got traction to what you're doing. Active means action. It means traction. It means you're actually doing something. And God's word is active. It is doing something in today's world and especially in your heart if you allow him to. The only way God can't move upon your life is if you say no to him. That's it. He'll say, all right, next time, next time, because it will be a next time, right? God's word is active, his spoken word and his written word. They're active and it's sharper than any other word that's out there. That's what that means, sharper than any other the two-edged sword, okay? It means it's sharper than any other word that's out there. You wanna know something right now that the news is prophesying over our culture right now. This is happening. This is the worst. This is taking place. This, what they're doing is they're prophetically saying and they're speaking what the enemy is saying over our culture and over our world. I'm here to tell you right now, I'm not gonna let that happen, right? We're not gonna stand for that stuff. 
We're not going to stand for it because I choose not to listen to the voice of the enemy of the voice of God. Why? Because it's active and it pierces and it's sharpened like a two-edged sword and it pierces between every other word that's out there. So when you start to hear negative words and negative things coming your way, know this. Apply the word of God. Hear the voice of the Lord and begin to declare that because it will pierce right through everything that's being spoken over you. That's a good word, Pastor. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It cuts through. It divides. What that means is it brings discernment to the mind. It brings discernment to the will, to the emotions, and to the spirit. It's the drive behind your passion. Your spirit is the drive behind your passion. And it separates what's of the flesh and what's of the spirit. That's when the Bible says it pierces, it divides. It divides. It divides your thoughts competing with his thoughts. It divides what he wants to do competing of what's happening in the world around us, right? <clears throat> the last thing that the word of God does is that it judges. See, the ultimate judge is God, amen? Yeah? The word brings your thoughts, listen to this. The word brings your thoughts before the Lord so he can judge them and help you discover the truth behind the lie. That's what the word of God does. That's what the written word and the spoken word of God does. One will never counteract the other one. If it's not in here, it's not in him. And if it's not in, if, if he's speaking something that's contrary to this, you're listening to the wrong voice. Point in case, God told me to divorce my wife. No, he didn't. He didn't. Why? Because it's not in here. God told me he's teaching me a lesson through sickness. No, he didn't. It's not in here. Don't get it twisted. It's not in here. If it's not in here, it's not in him. And those are tweetable things. So in today's world, there's a thirst and a hunger to be followed. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I use all of them except for TikTok. They have developed a false sense of reality of influence. Right? How many likes you got? If you, it, <laughs> I'm going to say a couple of things here that some, maybe some of our fourth quarter saints really don't know what I'm talking about, okay? <laughs> but there is a culture that people would rather spend time going like this and seeing how effective they're being by how many likes they got on a post that they made. And they go, yeah, I'm really showing the world now. You ain't showing the world nothing. You ain't showing the world nothing. Right? But to be honest, these platforms that we just labeled off, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, there's a ton of other ones, Snapchat, all these other ones, right? I'm not here to talk about this, the, the platforms because to be honest with you, those platforms are really should be used for godly influence because everything good comes from the Father above. And I believe at its purest, at its purest motives, right, God did something and then allowed the church to jump on board with what he wanted to do when it comes to social media. That's how I believe, Right? But there's been a lot of things that have been twisted in it. There's been, been shaped like this. The government's watching me. Look, look, the government was watching you before social media. Okay? All right? Anytime you use the GPS of any kind, boop, they knew where you were. <laughs> yep, that Garmin that you have sitting on top of the dashboard, yep, they know where you're at. Okay? Anybody remember the Garmins where you had to, like, update them through your computer? Put a CD drive in and go, I don't know, maybe that's just me. I used to print off 
MapQuest. Remember MapQuest? Right? We got to get directions. Print it off. <laughs> you know? No, take it right here. Take it right here. And there's a lake right there. Right? <laughs> Thanks, MapQuest. But these things are, are, are super interesting. You know, I'll post something. And my, my mom, who I, and I love her with all my heart, she'll be 80 years old next year. She goes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk as Mexican as I can for you, okay? She goes, ay, mijo, why do you post those things? Take that picture off the internet. And I go, mom, you just don't get it. <laughs> you know, and my teenage years come back at me, you just don't understand. Mm, right? Because some of these platforms are really great. You know, some of the highest paid people in America right now views this thing in a post to make their money. The highest paid person right now in America uses Instagram. I shouldn't say right now in America, but the youngest definite millionaire, okay? I think she's like 22 years old, 21 years old uses this phone to make her cash, she makes $17.5 million a year. <laughs> Pretty amazing, huh? And you know what she does? All she does is show a video of herself lip syncing. It's, it's, it's like, it's like a, a minute long, 30 seconds long. Boom, a million dollars. I'm in the wrong business, man. Right? The second highest person, what they do is they simply just mimic a video, a, 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 an audio, and they talk like the audio. It's basically lip syncing but talking. Right? And that person makes $10 million a year. The third highest paid person, she also does lip syncing songs, quick clips. She makes $808 million a year. That's week five. <laughs> you know, some people get upset when they have to pay more taxes. You know, I, I like to think that we should be thanking God for that because we're actually being blessed more. See, the way of making money in our culture is different. How many of you would agree with that? The way I grew up and the way most of us grew up, and this will never change, is that you put in your 12 hours a day maybe get paid $15 an hour, right? And then you get your paycheck and you do that. And there's value to those things. Or the other way I was taught was go to college, get your degree. And then when you get out of college, you really don't even apply the scholarship that you got for college, right? You go, oh, I, I guess there's nothing there for, you know, for pillow making or whatever you went to college for, right? And the reality is this. Things are changing, no matter if we like it or not. They're changing. I can wish for the days of yesteryear, but guess what, guys? They're not there no more. They're not there no more. Now, I'm not telling us that we all have to change because there are a few staples that God's word is foundational and will never change when it comes to influence, when it comes to be how a true influencer in today's culture. So let's look at this thing. Obviously, God will never change, amen? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. That's what your word says. And the way that we influence 
That word influence will never change either. But this word influence to believers is much different than the definition of the world influence. See, the, world inf- the word influence when it comes to believers has nothing to do about making money. It has nothing to do about speaking your values or gathering a following. It has nothing to do with popularity and how popular your post is. It has nothing to do with how many friends on Facebook you have. I mean, serious question, guys. Think about your Facebook right now if you have one. Just by a show of hands real quick, who has a Facebook profile? Okay, almost everybody in here, okay? How many friends do you actually have on Facebook? Thousands, right? I looked at my Facebook the other day, I had 2,500 friends. I'm like, do I know 2,500 people? I mean, really, that's the, that's, the, that's the false reality. We think that we're making a difference, but we're not. I mean, those people I don't even see on Facebook anymore. I see more ads than I see anything, right? Okay, again, I'm not here to talk about Facebook. What I'm talking about is bringing us back to a place where we truly understand what it means to be an influencer in today's culture in today's world, because it matters, guys. The world is looking, it's dry, it's thirsty to see somebody who will lead them to righteousness. And the church has to be those people. It has to be those people. Because if it's not gonna be us, guess who it's gonna be? It's gonna be all the stuff that we're letting in in schools. It's gonna be all the stuff that's going on in our world. It's gonna be all the stuff, and they'll go, this is what it's all about, so they have some sense of value. I'm here to tell you right now, if our church, if this church, if the church doesn't step up to the plate and begin to lead and influence, I fear we're gonna lose out on what God wants for this country. We have to be a people of influence. We have to be a people of influence. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 9 through 12, and we're going to read it, what influence means, and I'm going to be done here shortly. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. I'll give you a moment to, to, to go there. If you've been here for any length of time, you know that normally we would have them on the back screen, but I really felt like we need to go to the Bible ourselves. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Again, I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. You can read any, any translation you want. And it says this, verse nine. Now, as to the love of the brethren, you have no need, this is talking to Christians, okay? You have no need for anyone to write you, for you yourselves were taught by God to love one another. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Just even that little portion of scripture right there. I mean, let the word point you to Jesus, would you? Right? This writer here is going, this author is going, why do you need a letter for me to tell you to love one another? You're already taught that by God. Hey, everybody, love each other like God loves you. Verse 10. For indeed you practice it toward all brethren who are all, all in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, to excel still more. Simply saying, get better at what you're doing. Verse 11, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life and attend to your own business and to work with your hands just as we commanded you so that you will behave properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. Let me read that again because I'm gonna focus. I'm gonna hone in right there and there. Verse 11, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. I'm gonna say quiet life. 
and attend your own business, attend your own business, say it with me, and attend your own business, and what? And work with your hands. You wanna be an influencer? You want people to follow you? You want to lead this culture into the righteousness of God? Live, lead a quiet life, attend to your own business, and work with your hands. How do we do those things? You see, an influencer, as an influencer, you can get on social media, you can voice your opinion, you can go after those followers, but a true influencer will lead a quiet life. Let's talk about what a quiet life means. A person that leads a quiet life is a person who is, a, who is quiet, is a person who leads by action, not just by what they say. A person who leads a quiet life leads by action and not just by what they say. See, in today's culture, in today's world, we have a lot of this. Especially on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to call it, right? There's a lot of like two little kitties fighting each other. And we think we're doing something, right? I really showed him the world's going to change because I got him. Yeah, I got him. No, listen, leading a quiet life simply means to act, not just talk. To act and not just talk. It also means to live in a quiet mind, right? A quiet mind means this, that despite what's happening around you, you can still hear God, follow God, and obey God no matter what the cultural trend is. No matter what's going on. Leading a quiet life is about doing more than saying because you live in a quiet mind, which means to hear God, follow God, directed by God, no matter what the cost is. No matter what the cost is. See, the word quiet, okay, I'm gonna teach you guys something, so if you're taking notes, we're taking notes, okay? The word quiet is the Greek word Hesu kadaso, okay? Don't try to say that, all right? The word quiet there, the definition for that means to live from peace, to not run aimlessly, and to hold your tongue. That's what it means. That's what that word is saying. So if I were to say it like this, it would say this. Make it your ambition to live from peace, not run aimlessly, and hold your tongue. That's what that word quiet means. See, these influencers in today's world will run here and they'll run there trying to keep up with the cultural thing, with the next thing that's happening. But really, there's no foundation. It's aimless. There's no foundation. And if there is foundation, it's based out of immorality. It's based out of selfish ambition, right? And that could be their foundation. But like the old children's church song said, don't build your house on a sandy land. You gotta build your house upon the rock, which is the foundation of Christ. You see, true influencers come from a place of peace. They come from a place of victory. They come from a place of solid direction. Is anybody getting something this morning? They're coming from a place of solid direction, right? They're not running aimlessly. They're coming from a place of, I know who I am. 
I know who God has called me to be, and my identity is not found on what happens to me. My identity is found in Christ himself. And they live confidently in that, and they walk accordingly. They make a difference wherever they go. That's what a true influencer is. The second part of being a true influencer is to attend to your own business. In other words, mind your business. Look at somebody right now and just tell them, mind your business. No, I'm, I'm talking, like you gotta say it gangster, right? Come on, white Wisconsin, let's do this. Mind your business, right? You best mind your business. What does that mean? See, look, there's things you can control and there's things you can't control. And the things we can't control, from what I see, is that these things that we can't control are the things that we get most upset about. <laughs> yeah, your family's in shambles, your finances are in the toilet, your work performance is doing poor, but man, I can't believe Biden did this and said that. Look, you have no control over that stuff. Why don't you just mind your own business, take care of what's in front of you, rather than worrying about the things you can't do anything about? This is about living from a place of peace. See, the culture, again, is vying for your attention to turn the things in it that are in it a whirlwind of just craziness. Right? Just a whirlwind of craziness. It's swirling all around us. Come on. You turn on anything. Gosh, I just want to just watch sports. And it's something else that happened in the news. It's just a whirlwind of craziness. And this culture is trying to get you distracted from everything but Christ. Everything. And the reason why it's doing that, I believe, because it's demonically led. Because the storm is demonically led and that, that storm is trying to rob you of your peace that's inside of you. It's trying to rob you of that peace that's inside of you. It's the tactic of the enemy to get your eyes on the chaos than the one who can calm the chaos. I'm reminded of the story of Jesus in the boat. Everyone with me? He's sleeping in the boat. He's at the bottom of the boat by all things. Okay? I was on the lake yesterday, and it was windy. First of all, I've learned my lesson not to go fishing when it's cold. <laughs> this guy had a bass boat. We are going 50 miles an hour on the lake. Whoo, baby. I got home, and I looked at my nose, and it was like, who are you? It's like, like look, a whole other person is so red and chapped and so awesome, right? <laughs> Here's Jesus sitting at the, he's laying, he's taking a nap at the bottom of the boat, right? And the winds pick up on the sea. All the disciples are out on the top of the boat going, what are we going to do? Oh, no. Ah, we're all going to die. And Jesus is going, Sometimes I just think we need to be like Jesus and don't worry about stuff and just take a nap. I just want to be like you, Jesus. Here's a pillow, young one. <laughs> right? Here's Jesus taking a nap. And the reason why Jesus could take a nap at the bottom of the boat 
is because the peace that was in him was not affected by the chaos outside of him, outside of his control. And what the average person does is we allow the things that we can't control, that we can't do anything about, that we just, oh, I can't believe this is happening. We get worked up, so worked up about it that our inner man just loses sleep and it loses rest and it loses peace. And before you know it, that lack of peace turns into hopelessness. And that hopelessness turns into, God, why aren't you listening? Come on, somebody. I'm, speaking, I'm talking to somebody this morning. right? Why aren't you listening? It's exactly the same thing the disciples were saying. Right? Jesus gets out of the bottom of the boat, comes to the top. He says, hey, why are you so afraid? Don't you think that I can calm the storm? And the cool thing about Jesus is even the things that he couldn't control, he spoke to because of the peace within him. And he began to speak, peace, be still, and the waves listened, obeyed, and bowed before him. But what's the coolest thing about that story is this, is that Jesus says to you, freely I have received, now freely I give to you. Go speak to the waves around you. But where are those waves located at? It's definitely not in government, I'm telling you right now, unless you have influence in the government. It's definitely not in the things that we see and we just get so bombarded on the news. It's definitely not in that. Live a quiet life. Live a quiet life. Attend to your own business. Mind your business. Speak to the things you can that are around you, that are within your grasp. Wouldn't it be something if you're at work and the worst person there F-bomb this, F-bomb that. Cuss this, cuss that. Coming in causing chaos. And one day you said, hey, Jim Bob. I hope no one's named Jim Bob in here. I noticed that things in your life may not be going well. Can I pray with you? Rather than allowing them affect your peace. No, come on, that's real. Right, that's real. You're in the break room. Hey, I, 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 is something going on? Can I, can I pray with you about this? See, in your mind, you're gonna battle because in your mind, the enemy's gonna say to you, they'll never listen to you. Who are you? Why would you even try to do that? Eh. Who do you believe? That's my question. You believe Jesus or you believe Satan more? The devil wants to suppress you so much. He wants to suppress you so much that you think that you don't have a voice, but I'm here to tell you this morning that you do have one. That you do have one. And that voice is filled with grace, mercy, peace, power, and love. Amen? Amen. Last thing on how to be an influencer, you can play a little light music back there, is to work with your hands. COVID shifted something the last couple of years, hasn't it? You can turn that down, yeah. We can see it across our, our nation and our country almost around the world, where people are relying more on other people to satisfy them. Now, I know I'm gonna touch on something this morning, right, with this last point, but in my opinion, it's one of the most important points, because I feel that the enemy has tried to rob this nation of the value of work. And that value of work 
doesn't come from you just, we just got to pull ourselves by the bootstraps and work. No, it's actually a God-given value. The first thing that God said to Adam, he said, tend to the garden. Didn't he? Basically, he said, work with your hands to manage the garden that I've given you. You don't have to worry about anything. If you want to run around naked, go for it. I would never advise you to do that right now, okay? You don't have to worry about anything. I'll take care of you. I'm going to take care of you when you learn how to tend to your garden, how to manage what I've given you. See, so many people become reliant on the government. We became reliant on others for our well-being. We trusted the work of others instead of what God put in us to do the work. We've trusted in other people to do it for us. Now, I'm talking to the culture. You may look at, hear this one and go, yeah, and? That's, yeah, that's not me. And that could be right. But what I'm doing right now is I'm speaking I'm piercing the culture right now with the spoken and the written word of God. And you have to hear what I'm saying. It's not that I don't think government shouldn't help us because they should. They are there for a reason. Amen? They are there for a reason. But when it comes to free handouts for everything, and we lose the desire and will to see God use us through his creativity, through his power, through his will to take care of issues in our world and be the answer if we rely on them rather than God, we missed it. And I think, I think that some believers in our Christian world today have fallen into this trap of not just working, but allowing everyone else to do it for them. It's the reason why people would rather sit at home, watch online, and not engage with other people. Like a customer rather than a warrior. You see, revival, revival comes in all shapes and sizes, amen? Revival is a spiritual thing. It's when the Lord comes and brings his Holy Spirit through power. And it ignites the believers. It ignites us. It revives us, right? But when revival happens, and we're living in a time of revival, in my personal opinion, right now, more than ever before, right? When revival happens, it also brings back the desire to be fully reliant on God to express the gifts that he's given you to provide for your family with those gifts to see your visions and your ideas manifest because of the spirit of God inside of you. That's what revival does. You see, wherever there is God, there is always innovation. Amen? There's always creativity. There's always gifts and they're always free. It's always free. There's salvation. That's always free. There's healing. There's always free. But also with revival, there's also a responsibility that comes along with what God is doing in your heart. And that responsibility has never ended from the first time God gave the commission to Adam to be fruitful and multiply in your garden. 
these two hands, your mind, your, your intention of your heart, your heart, your spirit, your drive is all focused on God to resolve the issues of the world around us through his creativity, through his innovation, through the work that he's put in us to mend our garden, to attend our garden. That's what it comes down to. And some of us here this morning have allowed weeds to get in your garden. You've allowed bad thoughts to come into your mind. You, we, we've allowed things to creep in that are not of God. And God's saying to you today, will you realize and recognize exactly what those things are? I'm showing you what they are. I guarantee it in this house right now that God has been working on some of you, that he's been teaching you, he's been showing you the things that you need to uproot from your lives. But yet we push those away because we say, get thee behind me, because it's hard. Let me tell you something. Managing a garden is not easy, but it is fruitful. And that fruit will multiply from your life. You want to leave a legacy in this world? You do it by managing your garden right now. Your life is the garden. How you manage that, how you operate in it, will determine the influence you will create and have, that, that, and have that that will last forever, for a lifetime. See, this legacy will last forever when we tend to what's in front of us. You're at your job, hear me. You're working at your job, you better work the hardest if you call yourself a Christian. Oh, man. Nobody wants, no one's shouting me down on that one. Right? You better influence the people around you to work hard, not just to expect everything to happen for you. Amen? Amen. It's a value that we need that is God-given, that is God-generated, and it was there from the very beginning to put inside of us. And when COVID happened, it shifted our world around us. It shifted everything. And I personally think right now that we've given a couple years here now to kind of settle, Right? I personally think that the shifting was good because what happened was it was like God had a pan like this. And he went, and all the dust fell. And everything that needed to be highlighted is still on that pan. And he's saying, what will you do with what you see right now? What will you do with what you see right now? <laughs> I told myself, when I worship, you gotta hear my heart on this. Please hear my heart on this. Not to outdo or up one anybody. But when I worship God, I wanna make people jealous by the way that I worship. I want them to say, God, I wanna be like that. I wanna worship Jesus with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Help me to get to that place. When I witness and I sure go share Jesus, I wanna share it with everything that I got so other people can be inspired by what I do. When I make a mistake and I fail at some things, guess what? I'm gonna be more transparent than anybody else. Why? Because I want to inspire people and influence people to follow Christ. That's what matters. Huh. When I work, I wanna work with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength, everything in me. When I'm playing games, if I'm playing spoons, you ain't getting a spoon. Well, maybe, because I don't like playing games. But if I did, you ain't getting one. Why? 
because everything in me wants to be in what I'm doing right now. What's in front of me is what matters the most. Not what I can't control, not what I can't see, not what I can't do, but what's in front of me is what matters the most. You want to be an influencer? You want to be influenced? Have a quiet life. Mind your business and work with your hands. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Why don't we go ahead and stand? I'm going to pray, and I'm going to say amen, and then I'm going to ask Pastor Steve to come forward and close us out. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, God, with all of my heart for what you've done. Now, everybody head bowed and eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you don't know who Jesus is personally, I know we did it at the beginning of service, and I told you there'd be another opportunity. And this morning, you want to commit your life to Jesus. Maybe you have, but you know deep in your heart you haven't been living for him and serving him. I want you to know that today is the right day. There's absolutely no condemnation. There's nothing that we can ever say against you if you are in Christ. I'm telling you right now, he loves you more than anything else in this whole world, and he just wants a relationship with you. So if that's you, you're saying, Pastor, I hear what you're saying this morning, man. I need Jesus. I need him. Will you just raise your hand real quick and put it right back down if that's you? Good, I see one. Thank you so much right here. Anybody else here this morning say, that's me? Come on, you know, you know deep in your heart you haven't been living for Jesus the way you should. And you need to make it right. You need to make it right with God right now. Anybody else says, that's me, Pastor. Pray for me, man. Hallelujah. One more time, do this exercise with me and then Pastor Steve's gonna close. Pastor Steve's gonna close. Everyone together, especially just for the one, I want you to know that if this was just for one, then all of heaven right now is throwing a party for the one. And if heaven can throw a party for the one, guess what? We can too. So everyone together out loud, especially if you raise your hand this morning, say, Jesus, forgive me my sin. Today, I commit my whole life, everything to you. From this day forward, I will serve you, I will live for you, and I will allow you to work in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the one a shout. Come on. Come on.